welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reload. If you have been keeping up with us, I want to say thank you. And if it's the first time listening, uh, go check out a couple of our episodes. Today, as always, I am joined with Quentin and Tim. Both are my longtime friends, and I find that they have a very decent opinion of games, comics, uh, movies, and etc. So, um, before we get to our topic today, as always, um, I want to ask what you guys did this week and kind of catch up. Uh, it's my favorite part of podcast. What is to talk? This is this is my favorite part. Oh. The catch up, no, 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 no. Um, this is a good part though, mostly because me and John can bond over COD because yes. I played a lot, not a lot of COD, but I, uh, I, I got a pretty, pretty solid start. Um, I haven't played any campaign or anything. I've just been well, playing so you online. Haven't shot the baby. I have not shot the baby. I, I I'm looking forward to it though. Let me tell you. I haven't shot um, the baby either yet, so. Uh, how far into the game is that? Is that like a... Dude, I have no idea. All I know is I've seen videos of people doing it and not doing it, but like doing the mission to prove that it's not like as easy as the media, I guess, is trying to make it out to be. Oh, okay. Because I guess they're trying to say like, oh, it's, the game makes it really easy. And it's just like, no. I mean, it opens you to do a lot of different choices. But, like, it doesn't, you don't have to kill, like, everyone if you don't want to. Like, you can save people, too. So, I don't know. So far, at least. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't, I, I don't own this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe eventually you'll get it, but I doubt it, because you're not a big COD guy. No, I'm more of a sturgeon kind of guy. <laughs> That's good. I prefer That's good. perch. For what? I prefer perch over cod myself. Oh. It's a decent choice, as long as it's not salmon. Salmon's also good. What the fuck Salmon's are you okay. talking about? Not the best of fish. I like salmon because you can season it a bunch of different ways. I mean, you don't have to like... It's almost like chicken, where like you don't have to have the same thing every time. I was going to say it's the chicken of the sea, but isn't that already tuna? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck I me. so. I feel like tuna fuck tastes me. the same no matter what. I don't though. remember what that tuna mascot's name is, but... Tuna Man? Tuna... Tim the Tuna Man Taylor? <laughs> Charlie the Tuna. Coming in hot. Is that his name? Yeah, what Just is Charlie? strange name? Interesting. Doesn't even make sense. Anyways. Hey, that's really all my... That's the only exciting thing of my week. That's fair. That's pretty much what I was doing, too. I also caught up on the new season of Letterkenny that came out. I don't know if you guys keep up with that, but that's on Hulu. Dude, the only letters I know are the letters that are my varsity jacket. There's none. Fuck yeah. I binged the first season of that show. And I was like, this is fucking great. And then I started the second season and I just like stopped watching it for no reason. Yeah, it, the second season kind of slows down a little bit. But if you kind of get through the second season, like it gets really good again. 
I just I was so uh I was so captivated by uh the the first episode with uh oh god what the fuck is his name that the the meth head goth group oh um the skids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. they I love I think they're fucking hilarious I lose my shit every time they come on screen they get funnier and funnier every season like they get more intricate to the story. Uh, if if I'm not mistaken from what I saw for I think it was the second season isn't there like oh isn't the whole not the whole but a big part of the second season just like them or the one kid who looks like uh the guy from uh, My Chemical Romance <laughs> at the very least it's Stuart yeah but yeah Stuart plays a really big role because uh, eventually he ends up working his way kind of into the friend group like in a I don't want to give anything away but he kind of gets into the friend group but it's like not he's not in the friend group but he is but if you watch it you'll yeah. find out but he yeah. he becomes a bigger part of the story later on all right all right but anyways Tim what were you up to well I cried a lot and I'm just no I didn't I haven't cried since my last emotional breakdown um uh, I, I watched some shows, played some games. Big one among them is The Outer Worlds, a game that just came out like three days ago. As of recording this, uh, it's like a. Sci- I described it on another show as cyberpunk meets like Firefly, like space westerns. And I would stick by that description. Very, cowboys like, in space. Cowboys in space, except fuck corporations. F- oh, I was gonna say, except they fuck. I mean, maybe they do. I haven't gotten to that point in the game. That's something else that Tim watched this week. Yeah, I watch porn. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. I was gonna have a comment, and I just I broke down. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Watched Forest Hump. <laughs> what about Lord of the G strings? What about uh the Hills Have Thighs? <laughs> trying to think of some more and I can't. These They're are real. Me. These are like actual real I titles know. though. <laughs> I know. I can't think of the rest of the I mean, sponge knobs. What is it? Sponge. Square cock. Sponge knob, square cock. Yeah, it's. If you want to see a man who looks like he's covered in like leprosy tumors, <laughs> get his rocks off and feel free. I'm not gonna look that up. It's, it's not bad. There's a there's a safe for work trailer on YouTube if you want to look it up at some point. Hell no. Hell no! It's All right. Good. My fa- the other my other favorite is um, anything where they have full body paint on, and then halfway through you can see it start dripping off because of perspiration and other bodily fluids, <laughs> like the Avatar one, or I'm pretty sure the Simpsons one. Oh my god! I forgot about the Simpsons one. That's like a cursed relic of the internet. 
needs to be buried. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. I'm I'm actually getting an idea for another podcast in the future of just like maybe we'll have just an episode of Tim's uh thoughts on all these all all the porn. Only parody porn though. Only yeah, only parody porn. Hell yeah, dude. It'd be, Hell yeah, dude. It'd be good if we did the episodes beforehand about the movies and then he gave a whole episode where he just ran through all the movies we just went through, but the porn parody. Yeah, you can find that on our Patreon. <laughs> See, it's funny because you remember a couple weeks ago when I said I was trying to find a online source for Quentin Watch Joker? Um, yeah. The one that I did find that was in like 480p quality with like Taiwan Taiwanese subtitles and Taiwanese ads over it was it was on a site and it was called Joke Her and I was like oh cool okay well they're trying to hide it but then I went on um, the most popular one Pornhub of course and I typed in Joker and I just got a whole bunch of real bad parodies oh dang it. I was hoping you were going to tell me I got a whole bunch of results, and I was going to be like, W's in the chat, gamers. No, I didn't get any results. Damn. Well, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Pornhub will allow you to have a video where it's 13 minutes of you playing Minecraft while there's sex sounds edited in the background with the video, Mommy gets fucked hard while I play Minecraft, but that's a real video that's on there. (laughs) That's, uh... Then the top comment on that video is the uploader saying, don't worry, guys, she wasn't actually getting fucked. She was just talking to my friend. (laughs) This guy just built an entire lore out of his, like, parody video. It's great. Dude probably is making money off that Pornhub ad revenue because I'm I'm sure it's got a pretty good amount of views. Uh, You know... I'll do a quick search and tell you how many views it's got. But I um, really hope we get some playback. Should we start uh start talking about what we're talking this week while I'm looking? Yeah, uh w- <laughs> this got so off topic. This is ridiculous. Um yeah, so let's jump into our topic. Tim, you look that stuff up and um we'll 1.7 million views. Up. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. He's making bank off that fucking video. <laughs> All right, now a, enough of porn. All right, I just want no, just one more thing. Today. One more, one more thing. There's one a two point four million view video under this called "When Your Stepbrother Accidentally Slips His Penis in Your No No." <laughs> just, just wanted to say that. <laughs> All right, now we're officially done with porn. I think. I hope. I got. I hope so. All right. <laughs> so, completely unrelated to porn. Um, today's topic, we are going to talk about Spawn. Um, obviously, um, I don't think a lot of people know a whole lot about Spawn out there. Maybe really into comic book people or trying to find stuff like that. But anyways, Spawn gets his name from Hell Spawn. And then his real name is Al Simmons. He gets killed on a mission. And he really wants to see his wife again. So he makes a deal 
and he returns, um, but with a very grave price. And we'll go into that a little bit later. Um, but first, I want to talk to Q a little bit about the spawn he grew up with because you actually wanted to do this episode and kind of talk about spawn uh, a little yeah. bit more. So I want to hear a little bit of what you have to say about this. Um, I want to say my first introduction to Spawn, I was, I don't remember my age, but I remember my dad showing me a comic and he's like, if this guy reminds you Spider-Man, it's because the guy who drew Spider-Man drew this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And me being the fucking edgelord that I was when I was, I was probably, I, I was definitely... I was probably like eight years old, so like right right on the cusp of ed- edginess, and I fucking, ooh, I loved it. I loved it all. I loved it so much. I was like, ooh, this is good. This is edgy. And then? I agree. I agree that it was a very, very edgy comic. It was something that um, definitely was a little bit ahead of its time, comic book-wise on that edginess factor. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like... This was... I mean, this is... Or was this during the whole time that the, like, comic book authorities... Or comic books authority... The comic book cops. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, it was, I, though. Yeah, like, that's essentially what they were. Um, Was that when they were being all, like... This is during the Reagan administration, because... Fucking ridiculous. I believe so. Um, Let me... Look, yeah, it was. I mean, it was '92 in the first oh, okay, appearance, okay. so it might have been a little bit after it, but okay. it was still definitely. Um, I don't know. Not. I think that's why it doesn't have a great. Uh, like a lot of people don't know about it because it was kind of put off to the side on the comic book shelves because of the edginess edginess factor. Like you had to be a an adult or like later in your teens to probably read it. See, that's funny because there was actually, um, there's been like panels that, uh, McFarlane has done and like, it's filled with like fucking like young teenagers. Yeah. Usually not always, but yeah. Um, I, my, my next, uh, iteration of Spawn that I got was the 97 movie. Ooh, yeah. That was to actually... To be fair, though, at, when I, we'll get more into it later, but, like, when I was a kid, that movie was fucking dope. Yeah, that was actually probably my first, um... I remember walking in and my dad was watching the Spawn movie. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And he was like, oh, you like, like, this is Spawn. He kind of told me what it was. And then that's when I actually went out and started, like, reading some of the comic books. Um, because I didn't know that it was a comic book at first. And then I was in a comic book store later on, like, probably five years later. Like, and I saw Spawn. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a comic. Like, I could get <laughs> my Spawn fill. Like, I don't have to watch this movie that has not aged well over and over again you're like whoa this is who's this 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 is a what the fuck is an image comics what is this what 
No, that's pretty much exactly what it was. Honest. That might have had something to do with the popularity of Spawn 2. Like, obviously, well, like, Image was still, like, co-founded by McFarlane, so it had a big enough name behind it, but obviously, like, it wasn't established enough yet. And I feel like maybe if it was on, like, Marvel or DC, it might have done better, but it didn't fit the Marvel or DC mold whatsoever. No, and... Everyone knows the big characters in Marvel and DC, especially nowadays with the movies and stuff, and even back then, but they were just like, they were running the show. I mean, and all the other comic books, it sucks because there was a lot of really good ones, but they kind of fell off to the side because of these like huge, two huge companies just battling it out. Yeah, there's a little bit of a uh, civil war. <laughs> God damn it. You got us. Yeah, I knew uh, nothing about Spawn as a kid, just to chime in there. I knew nothing about it until... I don't know, when I was a teen, I probably heard about it. And then, like in high school, I fell asleep halfway through the movie. And uh, I have no regrets. It's an easy thing to do, honestly. Nowadays, when I watch the movie, I don't really care to watch the whole thing. Just pass out. Like, Real yeah. quick. Yeah. One thing. Another thing. Uh, when I was moving out of uh, my parents' house, I found a notebook from when I was younger. Fucking spawn drawings all in it. I don't know if I kept it or not, but holy fuck. Like, I forgot about that. Like, how much I loved Spawn as a child that I, like, I was like, I want, I, like, I tried to imitate it, I guess, if you will. Well, like, I agree, like, completely. Like, I, I did similar things to that, and I think I really grew on Spawn, kind of, like, similar to how I grew on Deadpool, where I just loved the art. The art style was great, and the character was... I don't like a vigilante kind of anti-hero and I always loved stories with like anti-heroes rather than a hundred percent I'm a superhero you know I think yeah. that really applies to teenagers more so than than straight up like heroes is like an a good anti-hero yeah yeah no like I don't I fuck off Captain America you're way too clean cut for me I I need some edge. While Tim is currently edging. I'm always edging. I just and don't if you, tell you guys if about viewers it. at home don't know what that is, go ahead and Urban Dictionary it. It's probably the first result. Go ahead. But, I, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to be too quiet. I just don't. Until <laughs> we get to the movie and when... I don't have much to bring in other than shitty jokes here and there. Well, I mean, yeah, Tim, you're being kind of quiet. And I kind of want want to hear what you thought of at least the movie at the moment. I know we'll go into it later on, but like... Dude, I didn't I guess like the your, movie at all. You didn't like it? Okay. No. I mean, I probably saw this movie in like 2013 or 2014, long after like it was good yeah i will like even within the first like the scene of him dropping into hell 
I was just like, all right, I'm checked out. This is really, really bad. In my opinion, I'm sure some people like this movie. I I don't. Well, when you watch it in 2014, when the movie came out, what, 1997? 1997. 1997. Um, I think, yeah, the the super cool effects kind of lost their I don't know if I would have ever thought these were super cool effects. It's just, like... I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but a third of the budget of this movie went into the special effects, and it doesn't show. I mean, I guess kind of looking at what the budget is and for the time, but... Are you telling me that that Malbolgia puppet doesn't look fucking fantastic? I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell you if that's a puppet or if that's really bad CG. I think it's really bad CG. Actually, oh, it's <laughs> terrible. I had a I had a Malbolgia action figure as a child from the Spawn movie, actually, and it looked even worse in real life than it did in CGI. I can tell you that right now. The sad part is, though, if you read the comic books and you watch, like, you look at the artwork, it looks great. Yeah, like Malbolgia is like he's kind of scary as fuck. Like, he looks oh, like absolutely. what a demon should look like. And in the movie, he looks like kind of like one of those, like, uh, Yorkies that have a bad haircut. And I'm trying to think bite. of what he, like, and it reminds me of bite. something, and I can't think of what it is. It looks like a gremlin. Ooh, yeah. Like the the like transformed the, gremlin yeah like the not the mogwai but the actual gremlins yeah that's what it's reminding me of it is pretty close to that honestly and it's just i don't know man everything about know, this movie man. from like johnny legs as the fucking violator to johnny i fucking <laughs> forgot about johnny legs god damn it Tim calls John Leguizamo Johnny Legs. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one. It's a great nickname, though. I I feel like Danny DeVito would have been a better casting, but... Uh, I actually thought Danny DeVito was in this movie for like a good eight-year period of my life. Well, and it's then probably... I, <laughs> I looked at the back of the DVD case one day, and I was like, that's not Danny DeVito. Well, it's probably because... Um... You probably watched the Batman with the penguin in it, and honestly, they look pretty much the same. Yeah, it just kind of they just morphed into one thing in my stupid fucking child brain. <laughs> I don't see why it, I don't see anything wrong with that. But um, it just I I don't know. I'll, there's a lot of about this movie that I just do not want to care for. That's, That's fair. fair. Oh That's my fair. god! There's an really? album. Oh jeez! All right, Tim, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Sorry, I scrolled down for. I scrolled down for on the Wikipedia page for the movie, and uh, <laughs> I was in for an unpleasant surprise. Well, I'm gonna cut you off for a second. Um, we'll go into the comic books first, and then we'll talk a little bit about the movies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's there's some pretty cool rumors going around and stuff, and I kind of want to go through the old movie after the comics, and then maybe go into these rumors that are flying around. Um, but I guess this Tim's probably going to be pretty quiet here 
Um, and I'll chime in now and then, but... Yeah, I hope so, because I think the only reason people view us is your jokes. So... Yeah, I think so, too. So, anyways, the comics... To go into a little bit, um, it was created by Todd, Todd McFarlane. Um, he also worked on Spider-Man, like Quentin said before. Um, Not it, only did he work on Spider-Man, he became a fucking rock star because of Spider-Man. This is very true. And this actually... People were eating his shit up at the time. Yes. And this actually created a huge buzz at the time for this comic book. Um... And it was really, it was very popular in the 90s, and we hit the 2000s, and I think it was a mixture between uh, the edginess and also there was a huge decline in comic books um, in that area, and a lot of people don't know about them nowadays. I mean, I feel like I could probably ask someone any younger than us, and they probably have no idea who Spawn is. Hopefully oh, soon absolutely. they hopefully soon they will, but anyways, so to go into a little bit, um we're gonna kind of run through some of the best storylines that maybe you should go check out, so the first one obviously would be beginnings, which that is one to five in the spawn series and that's actually, you see him uh, die, he goes to hell, he returns as a hell spawn after making the deal with Malambolgia, um, which later he kind of says fuck it to him. Um, I don't know, Q, did you catch any of that or no? What, where he said, what do you mean? Like... So, you know the whole story where he dies, he comes back to go see his yeah, wife yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 And Oh, you mean where he gets turned into a white man? Kind of, sort of. No, there's like, okay, we might be thinking of different um, things in the comic, but uh, where he gets like his shape-shifting powers and he goes to talk to Wanda, but he's white and Wanda doesn't believe it, that it's him. I believe that is in the same the same vein. I, I want to say this is like right where that happens. I could be wrong though. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's it's the actual beginning to the Spawn legacy, and then if you keep reading a little bit, um, you can kind of hit the next big one, which is Pathway to Judgment, which this is after he cuts his deal with Malambolgia, and uh, Spawn actually goes to heaven. He um, gets to learn a little bit more about his powers, and he also learns that his fate is destined upon like what he wants to do rather than his deal with, quote-unquote, the devil. And this starts kind of getting to the spawn that we know with a lot so of the he- powers that he has. You know what happens after he's like, you know what? I'm my own master of my own destiny. He goes to hell and he takes it over. Dude, that's uh, wow. It's like those t-shirts that they market to boomers where it's like, heaven doesn't want me and hell's afraid I'll take over. Exactly. 
This is exactly also I love that exact my story. Go fishing. <laughs> That's like a really cool story. So in that storyline, he goes to hell. I think he kills Malbolgia, and then he discovers like, okay, this is my throne now. I get, I get, I get this. But then there's that guy named Cog who is actually yep. Cain from the Bible, yep. and then Cain Cog tricks Spawn. And then King you know that, Cog um, gets the throne. The character Cog Leostro, whatever his full name is, was like yeah, the subject of a huge lawsuit. I did not know that. Yeah, um, I talked about this on. I think that. I talked this on the backdash very briefly. But um, one of my favorite authors, and uh, he did some comics. Um, Neil Gaiman. Wrote, was contracted to, by McFarlane to write Spawn number nine, and that's where oh, yeah. the characters of Cogliostro, Angela, and Medieval Spawn were introduced. Yes. And then later on down the line, um, McFarlane said, "No, I drew those characters, so they belong to me." Just re- reinforcing my beliefs that Seth. Seth. <laughs> Seth. I knew it was going to happen. I'm glad it wasn't me. You know, the, the whole Todd time McFarlane. I was doing the research, I. I kept calling Todd McFarlane Seth McFarlane. I was like, no, this isn't fucking Family Guy. But that the, would the be a Todd sick McFarlane, crossover. I think Todd McFarlane's a giant piece of shit, personally. But uh, yeah, he, he's like, no, I drew these characters. They belong to me. Your writing doesn't mean anything. But in 2002, um, Gaiman filed a suit. And, and then 10 years later, wait, hold on here. Yeah, ten years about ten years later, he was given fifty percent stake in the characters because he'd written it and Todd had drawn it. Uh, so he was given fifty percent stake, and then he like owns the rights to the character. I thought too. He got the rights to Gaiman got the got rights to Angela, and then promptly turned around and sold it to Marvel Comics. Was it more? I thought she appeared in some DC comics. It says on the Wikipedia that he in turn sold all the rights to the character to Marvel. Oh, fair. I could be wrong, but yeah, I thought she like popped up in DC comics here and there. Um, some of Gaiman's characters from other comics have shown up in um, DC comics. For example, Dream of the Endless shows up in like Dark Knights Two or Dark Knights One at the end. The um, comics we kind of talked about last week. Yeah, like I said, I could be wrong. It might be. It's probably Marvel if that's what the wiki says. But yeah, I'm looking it up right now, and yeah, she ended up coming over to yeah, she's in Image Comics from '93 to 2000. Marvel Comics, um, oh, they, okay. Marvel Comics actually started using her in '13 to the present day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she first appearance was in Spawn Nine, and then her first appearance in Marvel was uh, Age of Ultron Ten. And then she was established in 2014 to be the lost sister of Thor. That's uh, kind of dumb, but okay, we'll go with it. But oh, okay. yeah, I do see that. Yeah, that's odd. That she's... Elements of Angela were used for the character Hela in Thor Ragnarok. Okay, that makes more sense. Gotcha. Huh. I'm pretty, if I'm not mistaken, too, doesn't Gaiman own, like... Doesn't he just, like, straight up own, like, the uh, ninth edition... 
of he Spawn. Might. Like, I'm, if, not, if, I'm trying to see what it says in the. Because from what I understand is like there's like uh like anthologies put out by McFarland, but then like issue number nine won't be in there. I think that was during the ten year span of 2002 to 2012. Oh, okay, because it gotcha. does say here that um. After the lawsuit was settled in 2012, issue 9 was reprinted for the first time in Spawn okay, Origins gotcha. Volume 1. Gotcha. Because, yeah, like, there's, like, these anthologies where it leaves out, like, a pretty important issue because a pretty central character gets introduced. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> you just go from 8 to 10, you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? I guess on? that he probably wasn't allowed to publish it since it was still in dispute yeah. of who owned the characters. I didn't go to law school, and so I don't know. Todd McFarlane will push out any amount of merchandise and everything he can to make money, so. It's all about them dollars and them capes. I Dude. mean, when you get, when you have a really good idea, I guess you just gotta cash out on it as much as you can, so. Yeah, sure. I mean, if I was in his shoes, I'd probably be trying to milk my cash cow as well. That's fair. That's fair. So to get us a little bit back on topic, um, the next the next comic series that um, a, a lot of people enjoy and a lot of people like to say to kind of start in is Endgame, which is Spawn 80, 185 to 196. Oh, that's the one where um, Spawn fights Thanos, right? No. Yes. Is that the one where Thanos' main motivation is that he wants to fuck death? Um, We need to jump back into Image and out of Marvel, <laughs> buddy. Uh, they um, say the same universe, right? Only in crossovers. Hey, what's the difference? <laughs> we'll jump into you crossovers. You say Spawn, I say Venom. What's the difference? So, anyways, no, actually, Endgame is actually the story of, um, well, Al Simmons is done being Spawn. He is tired of being Spawn, tired of cleaning up the streets, um, and it's actually really convenient because Jim Downing um, emerges from Jim a... Jim Davis. <laughs> he Garth Man. He actually emerges from a coma and magically has all these Hellspawn um, powers. So he actually starts becoming or taking over as Spawn um, and Al Simmons kind of just disappears. Um, later on, he comes back um, and takes back over as Spawn. But during this time, a lot of people are like, where the fuck? is al simmons like he's our spawn who's this new guy and it's it's a weird era but it's definitely a it's a definitely a decent read and then so the next one to kind of really badly jump to the next one is spawn and batman which quentin you talked about a little bit before about this comic but um Give us your insight onto this comic book. As a child? As a child or as it's now? It's fantastic. <laughs> as a child, it's great. 
you, you got your spawn, you got your Batman. As an 8, 9, 10-year-old kid, what more could you want, you know? As a 23-year-old adult, I now realize maybe it's not so good. It's very short, kind of a jumbled mess, and John disagrees with me on this, but I don't think the artwork fits. I don't think it's good artwork. I don't think it's fitting for Batman or Spawn. I guess I okay, so I'm weird about artwork. I like different kinds of artwork and stuff and I'm very particular. Um this is one of my exceptions where I really think that I I really enjoy the artwork. I think it's it's pretty good. Um it doesn't go well panel to panel. I don't think, but it does there is certain like one shots in that comic book that are really good to me. There's like two or three ones where it's just like these big fucking things of spawn and Batman or spawn or Batman that look really cool. I'll give them that. But, and I think that might be where I'm pulling from is, is those, those kind of one shots where it's like, Oh, it's Batman is, and Spawn, and it's, oh, it's Spawn, it's Batman, you know. Panel to panel, it's kind of incoherent, but I enjoyed the artwork. The storyline was meh to me. Oh, the storyline is absolutely terrible. I mean, considering it was written by Frank Miller, I think we can, uh... I mean, Frank Miller's written some really good stuff and some really poo-poo. I was about to say, I don't mind Frank Miller. Like, I like Frank Miller. Which is why I thought I would like well, this. did you know that Frank Miller wrote the ninja rap sang by Vanilla Ice in the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Can you oh. repeat that? Um, Frank Miller, as it, this is probably displayed in the second line of his Wikipedia entry, because I was trying to figure out other things that he'd drawn, or written, um... He wrote the ninja rap song sung by Vanilla Ice featured in the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Fair enough. So, uh... There's that. That song had more cultural impact than, uh... (laughs) Probably anything Biggie or Tupac have put out. I don't really agree with that. That statement upsets me, but I'll go on. <laughs> Am I being ironic? Who knows? I guess the only things I really do like uh, that Frank Miller had was The Dark Knight Returns and then Batman Year One. All the other ones, the it was okay. I mean, but those ones really stood out to me. Like I And I think I like the storyline more than the artwork even in those. But... The other stuff like Sin City three hundred, eh? I could, eh. yeah. I feel you on that. Um, another fun fact about this Spawn slash Batman crossover, though, this was the first of three Spawn Batman crossovers, all of which happened in the same year, nineteen ninety four. I don't think there is any 
connection between any th- all three like any of them i know for if i've i haven't read the second and third one i'll be honest um but i know for a fact like on it's either the inside cover or the first fucking page of the comic it says like it's this is not part of like the batman nor is it part of the spawn continuity <laughs> so it's just kind of well Little did they know fucking... that some years down the line, Batman would introduce even goofier shit into the timeline. <laughs> it would get even funkier. Well, I, I'm i reading currently that War Devil, Todd McFarlane, and Frank Miller, had they didn't have their hands on it at all. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now and there's Chuck Dixon, there's Doug... Uh, Monich, and then then Alan Grant and Klaus Jackson, Jansen. I sorry, forgot and about that. So I would assume I haven't read this one either. So I would assume that no, it it probably doesn't have any continuity to the first story. <laughs> so yeah, basic. Okay, so we'll put it this way: if you want to check out one of them, you can check out any of them without having to check out the other two, and it doesn't fucking matter. And if you want to read Spawn slash Batman, it's only going to take you like ten fucking minutes because it's a short read. <laughs> Fair enough. If you like both characters, it might be a pretty decent read on you. Um, But, yeah, the story's meh. If you want to read something with some substance, this isn't going to be what you want but if you just want like a fun fucking who here's two cool superheroes then this is for you i guess i don't know it's that's i i i just don't i don't why did this crossover happen i think it's like any crossover that happens it because it can well i think a lot of the times it's people jumping companies too and they're like hey let's do a crossover like I got some rights to this character. You got some rights to this character. Like, let's get this this ball rolling. Let's make a rights stew. And it's never coherent to any storyline. And it's always just a jumbled mess. You know, even look at every DC and Marvel crossover. I mean, some of them are decent, but they're... Whoa, 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 bud. All Don't right. you talk bad about Marvel versus DC Universe. Okay, well that was lit. Okay, that was fucking awesome. The yes. Lobo and Wolverine fight, still one of my favorite comic book fights in the history of comics. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm talking more about the kind of beginning storyline where they're bringing the two universes together. The fight scenes are amazing, I think, but the story to bring the two universes together is a bit incoherent for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the fight scenes are amazing. I mean, you they're look not... at any of the fight scenes and they're, yeah. they're, they're unbelievable and they're great. And it's like, oh, this is great. And I, mean, I want to read more of it. But there's when you get down to it, there is no good way to merge two fucking opposite things into one coherent story. No. And it's it's kind of like, hey, let's drag our feet with this beginning of the story, but let's make the middle and the end of the story really good so that it kind of everyone ignores the beginning 
<laughs> it's a winning formula, okay? That's fair. That's fair. Well, I think that wraps up our comics. Um, now it's time for Tim to get on the beat. Yeah, I hope Tim gets on the beat here because we are going into the 1997 nah, movie. I'm not a beat cop no more. I got moved on to Homicide. Ooh. <laughs> if I play my cards right, I'll get my promotion of Vice in two years. Then I can steal weed. Yeah, and all you gotta wear is white pants and Hawaiian shirts. That's all I wear now, let's be real. I was about to say, and the only thing that's gonna be different is... The white pants? You'll have a, you'll have a gun. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, so... I think a lot of us have seen this, this movie. Um, but... It's kind of old, so I don't know if a lot of listeners are going to have seen it um, now. It was, I think it was pretty low budget, and it also, I don't think it saw You'd a lot of screen wrong. time. I would be wrong. Wow. Okay, well, Tim, you you correct me right now. It is very short, but it is, um, the budget for the movie was $45 million. Didn't it make like 90 it made eighty-seven point eight. Yeah, so it it doubled. No, just under, but you know, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, I mean, up. in Hollywood, it's double or nothing. But hey, um, old baby. I mean, they didn't pay much for the rights. I think I kind of talked about this earlier. I believe, but New Line Cinema paid a single dollar in exchange for the rights to the movie. From Todd McFarlane, so long as Todd McFarlane had creative input and merchandising rights for the movie, because the Todd McFarlane loves money. Um, that is a smart way to do it. I mean, if you're looking, I'll give to make him that. Money, he was also like desperate to get the movie made. Yeah, that's true too. Because he was originally in um, negotiations with Columbia, and then they fell through because they he thought they weren't giving him enough creative control. Which I guess uh, you made the character. That's fair, but. Was there another company too, or no? The only two I'm seeing are New Line and Columbia. Oh, okay, for some reason I feel like two studios backed out, but I could be remembering things incorrectly. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it does look like it's just one backed out. I do see something about pull your pants down pictures, which I think is. Doesn't have a Wikipedia link, so I don't think it's a big studio. I think it might be the visual effects. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's kind of how um, visual effects kind of go, though. So. Well, the visual effects did pull their pants down, so. Yeah, and just showed that, <laughs> that brown hole. Because they were shit. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, but I'm glad that you knew where <laughs> I was going with that. The movie more or less follows the same plot line that the guys talked about for the comics. Um, Al Simmons dies, except the only difference here is that he's killed by a woman named Jessica Priest instead of, um, a character named Chapel? Yeah, he's killed by his partner Chapel in the original series. So, that's the only difference. This movie is very topical. He is, uh, at the very beginning of the movie, he's infiltrating a biochemical weapons plant in North Korea. 
That's interesting. Okay, cool. But yeah, he accepts the deal from Malbolgia and then becomes the the like the enforcer for Hell, I guess. The Hell Spawn sure. is their way of putting it. Then he meets Johnny Legs and goes on a wild and wacky adventure, where he gets cucked by his ex best friend from Hell. Well, he's in Hell rather. Well, that's the main story too. I mean that that stays pretty similar, which is kind of fucked because I think he's only dead for five years, so that's pretty quick. But nah, it's fine. I th- I think that was the last thing I remember before I fell asleep during the first time I watched this movie was going, "Haha, this character I don't like got cucked," and then I fell asleep. <laughs> You don't want to keep watching? Dude, I, I'm going to be straight with you. This movie's really boring in 2013. Also, I had pulled an all-nighter before we started watching this movie, and I was like, it's time to go to sleep now. This isn't huh. keeping me awake. But, um... A third of the budget went to special effects for this movie. I think I said that before, but that's... You know, $15 million in... I don't know what that is in 1997 money, but it uh, doesn't should, show. That should be a lot to show some of these visual effects. Um, I think they kind of got boned on their their visual effects in this movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, all I know is it says here that the most difficult sequences to render in the film included The Violator. Spawns digital cape, so I assume his cape is completely CG. That's wonderful. Yep, through the entire and some movie. Of, and some it of the transformations. They have to make his cape CG because fucking McFarlane has this weird cape fetish. Yeah, I was reading in the main Spawn Wikipedia article, one of his, the last of his powers is demonic cape. Yeah, so... Todd McFarlane really likes drawing capes. Ah, I see. So capes are capes are to him what feet are to Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. Nothing gets him harder. Precisely. You fucking nailed it. You understand. But um, the lead actor Michael J. White said that he it was a challenge to make audiences sympathize with a government assassin who came back from hell. I, yeah, okay, that's fair. He also spent two to four hours to get full makeup work, including a glue-on bodysuit, yellow contact lenses that irritated his eyes, and a mask that restricted his breathing. So, uh, this movie wasn't fun to make, it sounds like. And I think um, he's, even ex- the, he's even expressed that he didn't like the movie. He... He did, but he did it in a way that wasn't direct. He... Okay, I don't know how to word that. He was direct about it, but at the same time, he wasn't. He basically said, in an interview, um, quote, I never said I liked the Spawn movie. End quote. I think that's all you have to say. 
Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever... Well, you guys have kind of said it, that you liked it as kids. But I don't think anyone's ever said they really like this movie. I think as a kid, it's different. I think because your idea of special effects hasn't kind of set in yet. Dude, I loved Terminator Salvation when I was a kid. I would agree to that, yeah. And then as an adult, I was like, this movie's really garbage. Yeah, I (laughs) rewatched it recently, and it's... Yeah, it's not great. I liked a lot of movies that upon reviewing as an adult, I'm like, why did I like this? But, um, yeah, I no, I would agree. I just... I never liked this movie. And I've never really read Spawn to get into it, I guess. So... Yeah, but apparently it's... enough people like it that they were talking about a sequel. So, not yeah. a sequel so much as a reboot, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's more of a reboot. Um, which is actually our next topic to go into. That was a great transition, Tim. Thanks. Um, so the new movie was supposed to come out this year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen because uh, McFarlane has not found anyone to actually finance it yet. Um, they have some of their lead actors already um, in contract to play them, which is pretty cool. Um, so rumors started circulating a, like pretty heavily early last year that they were going to start filming and that Jamie Lee Fox uh, signed on to play Al Simmons and then Jeremy Renner signed on to play Twitch, which is one of the detectives, if you read the comics. And it's it's going to be nothing like the old movie they have said. Um, and it's also not going to follow any of these comic book movies that are coming out, out right now or in the past you know, 10, 10 years or so. It's going to be very gritty, very edgy, um, like it's supposed to be. They're wanting, From- they're wanting to try to get Netflix to finance it or Universal. But there has not been any word. From what I've heard from the rumor mill, is that it focuses on the detectives. And you don't actually really see Spawn all that much. Oh, dude, I love Gotham. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the same theory there, I guess, yeah. I mean, that'd be an interesting point of view. That might not be true, though, because, like I said, there's been rumors about this movie for fucking ever. And I feel like every time uh, Todd talks about it, he says something different. Yeah, that's true. I think earlier when I said that rumors circulated heavy last year, it was because he was actually at a con... And actually made kind of an announcement about it. And they actually got people to start writing on. But this has been an ongoing thing for years. Back and forth. Who who is going to play Al and what the story was going to be about. And there's still not a lot of information that they're giving us. I feel like I'm... I really want Western Spawn. Yeehaw, Spawn. 
Is Western Spawn a... I know it's a figure that that got made by... No, Western Spawn's, like, real. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Sure is, buddy. Don't know... Oh, he's, like, with Ghost Rider. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Western Spawn... I don't know. Why? See, this started as a bit where I was gonna make fun of how goofy the figure kind of, how like goofy but cool the figure looks. But then, like, I was like, oh, they made this into a real thing, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, no, I don't remember why or how Western Spawn became a thing, but he's a thing. Well, his actual name is um, Gunslinger Spawn. I'm gonna call him Yeehaw Spawn. And it's not Al Simmons, actually. It's a different character. It's Jonah Hex. It's yes. No, it's Jeremy Winston. Um and it's just a different iteration of Spawn because as we see through the Spawn um comics, Spawn actually meets another man that was a hell spawn at one point. And we see that it's kind of like a Ghost Rider thing. Where they've had hell spawns come to Earth again and again and again and do the devil's bidding or uh, something of that. And this is just a kind of a different iteration. See, of if that. they were to do that, if they were to do this, they would do the Western Spawn movie where he has a crossover with Ghost Rider. They can have Nick Cage come back, my boy. Because. He's probably still in debt, and he needs work. <laughs> he needs the money. I'm gonna be honest; I don't like that idea. Um, the first, the second Ghost Rider movie is not horrible. You know what we should actually do, though? Uh, finished Omega Spawn. Because that storyline never. Uh... That that was another iteration of Spawn that never got tied up. Like never, they never finished it. Dude, Omega Spawn just looks like a Batman metal character, <laughs> or like DC metal. Uh, what is I this? I found a video called. Um, sorry, not to go off topic, but I found a video called Omega Spawn versus Alucard from Helsing. That's just casually in my image results i'd have to say uh i would have to say omega spawn would win because he controls uh like all of hell all right hear me out but um (laughs) omega spawn versus ultimate hollow ichigo from bleach i don't know that's another one i just found to give you an answer ichigo would be fucked yeah, I was gonna say Spawn would probably still win. Spawn would win hands down. I don't even think Spawn knows the limit to his powers yet. I just um found a very good picture that I'm gonna drop in the Discord of Omega Spawn that someone drew with markers. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. Um I really want to start, I want to go off topic here also, is I really want to start an Instagram for this, because some of this stuff that we find 
I would love to post on an Instagram and see what people think. Uh, that's this is what our Instagram will be. Just uh, just shit stuff Tim we find. Sends, shit Tim sends while we're recording. Yeah, we'll just make an album of every time of all the pictures I send during the episode and <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly there you go that's perfect that's how we get their attention yeah dude i'd be down for that um, imagine imagine you're scrolling through insta you see omega spawn obviously you can stop and doofy be like, ass omega spawn I'm or would we lead with that picture of mal bulge i sent earlier that says are you serious Ooh, i don't know check out our instagram you'll see We'll I, might, I might do that this week because then we can have them for every episode. We'll just throw a little picture with a little caption. Like, hey, go listen to this episode. Here's what we talked about. And just have terrible photos. Yeah, it's out of context. But yeah, no. So, um, Oh, I forgot to bring it up. Sorry, this will be the last thing, I think. Cause we're, we're starting to run a little late. Um, I forgot to mention that there was a fully produced album for... The movie. It was certified oh, gold. It is the most fucking 90s. Oh, would you like to hear some of the bands that are on this album? Yeah, I know some of them, but yeah, like, roll them off. Let, let's hear. Um, yeah, it was released in 1997, featured popular rock slash metal group bands at the time, including Metallica, Korn, Hell yeah. Hell Slayer, yeah. Hell yeah. Marilyn Manson. Hell yeah. Stabbing Westward. Filter. Hell yeah. Soul Coughing. Silver Chair. I don't really know them either. I feel like when they made this movie, they were just like, hey, Google, what's like some heavy metal bands like? And they just went with the top 10 results off of fucking Google. Todd just walked into a hot topic at the time (laughs) because this is the time period where all of that would have still been there. There's a song on this track. There's a track on this called Tiny Rubber Band written by the Butthole Surfers and Moby. What a fucking by Moby. Yes. And the Butthole Surfers. Um, Aren't we all Butthole Surfers? Yes. They did a what they I had, assume to be a remix of For Whom the Bell Tolls, parentheses, The Irony of It All, by Metallica and DJ Spooky. DJ Spooky. There you go. I want to die now. <laughs> of course DJ Spooky was on the Spawn album. About, of course uh, he was. A Long Road Out of Hell by Marilyn Manson and the Sneaker Pimps. What the fuck is up with these, like, combinations? They're great. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I don't want to make fun of him. DJ Spooky's picture on on, uh, his Wikipedia page, he looks like the most wholesome man. I'll just, uh, hold on. Hopefully this will paste in correctly. We can put this one in, too. He oh, just looks man. like he looks. He looks. He so, looks so nice. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he's getting up on stage to tell someone, like, 
he's asking someone to marry him or something or saying like a really <laughs> profound like jesus experience that he's had yeah i was gonna say like this is my story of how i found jesus he looks like he's crying a little bit yeah his eyes are kind of watering i don't know what's going on in this picture but it's his, the main picture of his he's got a cold <laughs> i don't want to make fun of him because he's a beautiful man he looks he, so nice yes. i want to make i want to he's like the kind of person i just want to be friends with anyway he's gotten he doesn't really i don't know he started composing music in 2017 he hasn't really done much since then but there you go well we'll yeah we'll throw that into a little collage if we get an instagram going but um to wrap up this segment maybe get to the wrap-up section finally who knows um to jump back into the new movie, Todd McFarlane has said that he will write it and direct it. Um, oh, it's like his ego is taking over. <laughs> right. And uh, that he is so passionate about this project that he is willing to ride out this long road to find someone to finance it to his specifications because he wants to write, direct it and have all of his creative input into it. So I don't think we're going to see it in 2019, guys. I think it's going to be, I think it might be like, I don't know, not even a 2020, maybe a 2021, 2022. Oh, like I, I mean, maybe I should spoke too soon. He does have some directorial experience. He did direct the corn music video for Freak on a Leash. I love corn. <laughs> I hope I hope when we edit that, that's a lot quieter because that really hurt my ears. That wasn't very loud for me, so that was very loud for me. I also have, I think I have my headphones turned down to half, so there's no reverb. There you go. But all right, so that wraps up our topic and some of our long rants that we have had tonight, because um, it is nighttime when we're recording. I don't know. You might listen to it during the day. Who the fuck knows? I don't. Um, so I really hope that everyone enjoyed the topic today. Um, so I guess I want to, Quentin, since you kind of like wanted this whole episode or you brought up this episode for us to do and we're like, oh, fuck yeah, that's a great idea. Um, what do you think someone that wants to get into Spawn would need to read first, watch first, or just get into it. Well, obviously the HBO cartoon. I we did not bring that up the entire time. That's a really good cartoon. In my opinion. Actually I've never watched it. I just know that it exists. You can watch it if you have HBO Go. Um but You can also watch it on YouTube. It has all the full episodes on YouTube. Oh well. That also works. Um, but if you want to start getting into the Spawn series, I think your best bet is to just literally start from the beginning with the comics. Because uh, I think the comics give the coolest representation of Spawn out of any form of media there is. And you can find the comics online. I think all of them are on uh, comicsology.com as well, which is a pretty fun way to get it because you can get it right on your phone and read it right from there. Do they have an app? Yes, they do have an app. 
fuck me, dude. I know what I'm downloading. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I, I think you can do a monthly subscription and you can get so many comics like every month. Are you lost me a monthly subscription? Well, you don't have to do the monthly su- subscription. You can also do the free one and then just buy your comics as you go or have their free ones that they have every month. So there's there's multiple ways to kind of do your thing. But I couldn't agree more with Quentin's suggestion. Um, the HBO series, I did start watching actually when we talked about doing this whole episode. It's really good. It's very dark um, and sticks pretty well to the comic books. And other than that, if you really like to enjoy reading and stuff, jump straight into those comic books. Um, so that leads me to our next thing, which is recommendations. And Quentin, I'd like to hear yours first. Um, I'll recommend some more auditory goodness for you. Uh, it's a it's a band this time. If, uh, if you guys are into, I don't really know. I think they call themselves like emo indie punk. Emo slash indie punk. Uh, it's a <laughs> the name is killer. Michael Sarah Palin. <laughs> uh, nice. Pop- they're 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 one of my favorite uh, emo emo flavored bands right now. I guess is what I will call them. Uh, just check them out if uh, if you're into sad boy music. I guess. Hell yeah, you know I am. Mm-hmm. I guess so, I'm a doomer because I listen to the Arctic Monkeys, but that's just what the internet tells me. <laughs> that's not here to judge you. This week, I'm going to recommend The Outer Worlds. It's a game I've been playing for a few days now, and if you're into gunslinging, shooting, tooting, shooting RPGs in space, then you'll like this game. It's not. Yeah. I don't want to say. I don't want to lean too heavily on the space western thing. It's not. I would say it's a lot like, uh, I don't know. It's like, I, it gives me very cowboy bebop aesthetics vibes, I'd say. Like, the ship that you're, the main ship that you're in in the game has, like, these weird fin things on it that when I first saw them, I was like, are those are those paddles? What are those? But, um, if you like having companions, like... A cleaning robot that is set to kill. Or antisocial mechanic. It's it's very good. It's very good. I think I might check it out. It sounds actually kind of fun, but I might finish COT first. So, I mean, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. So that I'm wanting to me- finish this game that will... I don't want to be mean. I was going to say this game's going to die in two weeks, but... That's a fair it's, point. Everyone has said it's better point. than all the previous cards, so... Yeah, that's a fair point, though. I mean, it probably will die like the other ones do, but... So that leads me to my recommendation, and uh, my recommendation 
is probably a little off topic of what we're watching, but it's uh, Matt Does Fitness on YouTube, which I've been watching quite a bit because I'm a weird fitness person. Um, He does like videos of like food challenges and stuff, which now I really want to do a food challenge. So if you guys want to like do one with me, that'd be awesome. Um, And he also does fitness stuff, which applies to me, but not everybody. But definitely the food challenges are definitely the cool, like the funniest things that that you can check out. So that's my recommendation for the week. And now I'd like to get back to Tim about your plugs. I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were gonna get mad at me because I stretched the docking out to fourteen pages. It's okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, no. I do want to point this out in the podcast right now is that Tim just um, I copied I copied in the entire copy pasta of the uh oh stinky meme. Yes, it's and I didn't realize at first huge. that it was. I didn't realize it at first that it was in seventy two point font, and so it stretched our Google document to about fourteen pages. <laughs> but it says "eat my ass" in huge. In huge um, cursive letters. Huge yes. cursive letters. So, anyways, so, what's your plugs? Go, me and Quentin do another podcast where we talk about gaming. <laughs> and we call it The Backdash. <laughs> I hate myself for that stupid meme that no one's going to get except me. <laughs> um, I don't know what this other thing you have for me to plug is. Oh... My one letter of the week. Yes. Um, every week I give away one letter for my social media tag. And this week is... H. I don't think I've done that one yet. You'll probably think run I've through all the letters and then just have to run through. I'll, I'll just keep again. going through the alphabet yeah. at some point. No one will I know. I don't know which letter is really in it and which one isn't. Who knows? They'll have to piece it together with their decoder ring. So, Quentin, what do you got to plug? I make funny... That's a lie. I post on Twitter. Uh, You can follow me there. At Applebee's is OK. The A is capitalized. I don't think that'll matter when you search it, but it might. You only say not. this because I had to say it the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim pointed that out to me the other day on the backdash, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I never because I'm the only because I have to write it out every week for this podcast. And I just thought I thought maybe it was important because sometimes I actually don't think case sensitivity matters on Twitter, but um, you know, yeah, for some reason like they let the you capitalize blast. so. Well, go check it out. Go look up Q and check it out. See if the capital matters or not. Hell yeah. So my plugs are my Instagram, which is John Mergenthaler, and it's J-O-H-N-M-E-R-G-E-N-T-H-A-L-E-R, which you're probably not going to get right ever. Um, But go check it out. And you can also they got it right at your graduation after you told the guy three times. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. 
Um, so anyways, you can also catch me on Halloween. Um, me, my wife Carly, and our friend Joey are going to premiere our other podcast, which is going to be called The Nightmare Notes. Again, that's going to premiere on Halloween. And we're just going to go every week about... We're going to kind of stick it to themes. Um, and we're going to say kind of creepy pasta stories or creepy things that have happened, murders, um, true detective kind of things. Um, so go ahead and check that out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And that's all my plugs. So anyways... I think that concludes our episode today, unless you guys have any closing remarks. Not really. Um, be edgy, do crime. Um, skate fast, eat ass. Smoke grass and eat ass. Amen. I don't endorse the use of drugs.